Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this two-part episode series of The Daily Dollop, I've got 12 healthy food hacks to help you build healthy eating habits that work for you. This is part one. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day. I am having an absolutely killer day, actually interviewed a really great guest that's coming up on the show in the next few episodes, which I'm super, super excited about. My clinics have been open for a couple of weeks now oh, and they're going gangbusters because it's great to be open again and people are keen to get back stuck in face-to-face with the dietitians. We've got new staff members. We've got this fun marketing campaign and photo shoot coming up. So stay tuned for that on social media coming up around Christmas and New Year, I booked not an actual holiday in terms of booking accommodation, but I booked time off for myself in January. So I'm feeling pretty good because the exhaustion is real. I don't know about you. Two years of pandemics, two years with lockdowns in them. Pretty tough, pretty tired, but for the most part, pretty happy and stoked that we have come out the other side. But fun fact about me to start off the show today is that, I don't know if it's COVID, pandemics, stress, but I've been having a real shift in my underpant preferences. So for many years now, I have mostly worn G-strings throughout the day. And yeah, I started that when I was young, like early 20s, 20, I don't know, even younger, teenager bought my first G-string. And I've been wearing them every day for the most part for years. And But just lately, I don't know, the last few months, I've got a preference for the full brief and I just want to wear them more. If I do wear really tight pants that sort of show more, I will wear a G-string under them because I don't like having my underline showing through my tight pants. I'm not quite sure where that happens because it's actually not that big a deal. And if you have underpants showing through your pants, whatever, right? Like you wear underpants under your pants, so it shouldn't be a problem. And yeah, I'm just embracing that more and more, the full brief. It's just signs of the times, hey. But I think at the end of the day, right, you have you and me, we've got the right to wear the undies that we want and feel good about. So you just love the undies that you're in. I'm going to love the undies that I'm in. Actually, a fun thing about my undies that I remember really helped embrace my body back when I wasn't liking it very much was I always used to just buy myself this certain size of underpants because I liked that number better and they were always tied on me and like squished me in and and dimpled me and they were uncomfortable and then I just started buying bigger sizes because I just liked that they felt more comfortable on me and I decided that I wasn't going to let a number define my underpant choice and that freaking revolutionized my life so just buy the size of underpants that make you feel good don't worry about that jolly number doesn't define you and your worth as a human being. But on to the topic of today's show, which is healthy food hacks. And, you know, it's a funny conversation I had with a client many years ago that I just remembered where we we just got onto this roll 
of little tips that she could do to make healthy eating work for her. And they were around like the food environment, how she could structure her kitchen and work, shopping to cooking, just little tips and tricks, things that I've learned over the years, things that I do, things that have worked for other clients. Anyway, she was just eagerly jotting everything down in her notepad. And you know a client's going to learn lots when they take notes. That's just an observation of mine. And at the end of the consult, she was like, Kate, that was so great. These are such super great hacks. Now, I used to actually hate using that terminology like hack, especially when it came to food, because I'm like, you know, you're a human body, you're not a computer, you can't just hack into your hard drive and voila, you know, you're a healthy eater. It doesn't really work like that. But I think if we think about hacks in the way that they're just little tips and tricks to get you thinking a little bit differently about how something could be done, yeah, I've got hacks for you. So in the spirit of coming out of lockdown, coming into a new season, taking a long-term sustainable approach, I've got 12 healthy food hacks for you and I'm going to go through six of them in today's episode. So the first one is infuse your water with yummy things. Now, this one in particular is completely directed towards myself. Kate, are you listening? Because I'm not a very good water drinker at the moment. I'm just completely out of the habit with business and lockdown. I just completely forget to drink throughout the day and then I end up with headaches. So one of the things I'm going to start doing again, because I love this idea, is infusing your water. Now, there isn't actually anything magical about doing this, apart from the fact that things like fresh mint, cucumber slices, lime and lemon wedges, frozen berries, orange slices can turn your water into something that you might want to drink lots of. And good hydration is a great part of appetite management, concentration, healthy skin, right? Heaps more. Sometimes also the act of creating the drink, so going to the effort to put mint in your drink bottle and things like that is actually helping um, you then make the effort to to do that. The next tip is to cook healthy carbohydrate-rich foods up in bulk and then separate them out and freeze them. So things like brown rice, quinoa, sweet potato, pasta, they can all be cooked up in large amounts, even things like couscous, right, separated into snap block bags or containers and then frozen in their individual portions. Now, if you've taken the time to do this, this is much cheaper than buying it pre-cooked, which can be quite expensive per serve. Um, And if you keep your freezer stocked with different portions, you've always got something on hand to throw into a meal. So you've got, you know, quinoa to throw into a vegetable soup, or you've got some sweet potato that you can zap and throw into a salad. You've got some brown rice that you can serve up with a curry or a stir fry, some wholemeal pasta that you can throw into a salad. Sky's the limit. But sometimes having that that cooked up carbohydrate rich food because it takes effort to prep it just ready to go and it just maybe needs defrosting and reheating in the microwave or in the case of the sweet potato just have it cold is amazing next tip is focus on eating the foods to include in your diet rather than focusing on the foods that you should be cutting out so sometimes with you know feeling weight conscious or health conscious We immediately go to what diet culture has taught us, which is, oh, you need to stop eating those things. Stop drinking the hot chocolate. Stop eating ice cream. Stop having chips. But that's actually a really inferior mindset to take. It 
will mean that you will black and white and all or nothing your eating habits, which is really unhelpful and completely unnecessary for good health. So rather than thinking about what you should stop eating is I want you to focus on what you want to be eating more of. So are you eating enough veggies? Can you add more veggies in? Can you add more fruit into your diet? Can you add some nuts into your snacks or into your meals? Are there some Greens that you might not be eating like barley and quinoa that you've never tried before that you can add in. Think about expanding the variety of your diet rather than thinking about all the things that you should stop eating and that you start to make a a rule about and and tell yourself that you shouldn't be eating. If there's anything you're like, I shouldn't and this is bad, right? If you start thinking like that, then you know you're starting to develop an unhealthy mindset around food. Next tip is to brush your teeth straight after a meal. Now, this is if you find that you have a, a, a habit where you're reaching for something sweet after a meal, even if you're not hungry um, and you feel like you, it's just this habit that you can't break. So, so provi- obviously making sure that you've eaten enough at that meal because <laughs> let's be honest, if you have being restrictive and you still feel hungry after your meal, brushing your teeth is not going to help. But if you actually have eaten a satisfying whole food rich meal with plenty of veggies, right, and you feel full in your tummy, like you think, yep, I feel full and satisfied, but then there's still that sweet craving. Brushing your teeth is just one, a behavior that takes you out of the kitchen and away from food. Two, is great for oral hygiene and removing and reducing bacteria in your mouth. And three, the mint peppermint flavour works as an appetite suppressant because we often don't want to eat with that sort of flavour. And the same can be true if you want to chew gum or something like that. But if you find that you're in a habit of having something sweet after a meal and you think I'm I'm satisfied, I'm eating enough, but the craving's still there, then this can be just a nice little hack to just break that little habit. Obviously, like I said, restrictive eating patterns and not eating enough or making rules about eating sweets after dinner are all really unhelpful mindsets. So this is a nice thing to use in the context of also being really kind to yourself and and knowing if you do want to have something sweet after a meal, you totally can and that is absolutely okay. So next tip is to let your motivated self look after your lazy self. This is one of my absolute favorites and it's a common mantra that I use with myself, particularly then when there is a job that I have to do, whether it's for running my businesses, whether it's cleaning the house, prepping food, going grocery shopping. If I don't want to do it, if I think about my future self, Mm, I want to look after that. I'm like, what could I do to help my future self? But essentially letting your motivated self look after your lazy self is acknowledging the fact that there are going to be times during your week when you will feel motivated to cook, to food prep, to do some shopping, right? To do something in bulk, to make a choice where you're piling your plate full of veggies, right? And that there then are going to be times during your week where you're not going to feel like that. And so when your motivated self looks after your lazy self, it means one, it's done a little bit of the prep for you. So for example, I love cooking on a Monday night. I never tire of that, always motivated to cook. And so I try to, as much as possible, cook something that then has leftovers that I can use for a night later on in the week, like Thursdays, when I never want to, and I hate it, and I'm 
tired and over it, right? So it's basically acknowledging that you've got peaks and troughs throughout the week, that you don't have to be upbeat, motivated and go get them badass all the time and, and that that's fine. It's not possible and that's okay. Um, and so when you're feeling like cooking and prepping food is making the most of that time and also preparing food for those times when you don't have time or you're finding it difficult or you're tired, right? And so things that you can reheat or maybe plan easy options for yourself on your, you know, inverted commas, lazy self. And I want to say lazy self, not in a shameful guilt way, but just in a way that you just don't feel like it that day. And that's absolutely fine. Next tip is don't abstain from your favorite foods. So this is really important because um, like I've said before many, many times, if you make a rule about what you can and can't eat, what you should and shouldn't eat, label foods as good and bad, you just find yourself spiraling into a very poor relationship with food. So food holds no moral value. It's not right or wrong. It doesn't determine whether you get into heaven or not. It's just food. And what can actually be really helpful for you to enjoy the balance of healthy eating and eating the things that you love is learning how to include your favorite foods in a balanced way. So rather than trying to eliminate them out of your life, just acknowledge that they are your favorite foods and then actually include them in a really nice way. So a couple of examples of that is if you have a favorite chocolate, right? What's your favorite chocolate? Come over to social media and tell me what it is. Cherry ripe, violet crumble, boost, Mars bar. I want to know, what is your favorite? One of my dietitians was telling me about a client that she had who was really struggling with this poor relationship with food, binge eating, a lot of diet mentality. And what would happen is, is she try and abstain from her favorite chocolate and then go a couple of days only to then binge on it. And then make the rule again not to eat it. And what Claire did was just make the client and encourage the client to plan a cherry ripe into their day. Plan it in. It's an afternoon snack. It's a fun size cherry ripe. In fact, I think it might have even been the full size. Like let's just plan it into the day. They were also working on other nutrition principles. But the point was, was to stop making it this taboo thing that they couldn't eat, but to really embrace it as part of living their life and learning how to include it in a balanced way that meant they were enjoying it and and eating it, you know, semi-regularly, but also it wasn't you know, becoming detrimental to their health or, or anything like that. So have a think about some of those hacks and whether they can fit in with your day. Certainly don't feel like you have to apply all of them to you. And in fact, the best way to approach this is to just pick one of those hacks and think about how that can become a habit for you. And next episode, we'll cover the last six hacks. Have a great day, team. A big thank you to The Capital Chemist and The Daily Dollop In Crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.